I got the game in the soup pie hole. I swine diving off the top of the charts where the popular artist is at. My arsenal's filled with Marshall and Run. And partially pun, and partially will, cause really that's the heart of me. My arteries is filled with black sauce. My bloodline should be syndicated. I'm plugging the nation from the matrices, my occupation. Maintain your vision, my reflection is eternal. Just me, myself, and I when I midnight maraud. The square root of a coda is me. So logically, I embraced the enemy and pushed out the enemy. For that seed to multiply and succeed, I had to feed it. So I kept it 100 That's 10 two times The square root so fine If you elevate your mind But most people won't get it If you do, I spark your interest <laughs> I said that's 10 two times The square root so fine If you elevate your mind Cause I'm the What's up beautiful people This is the 44 Lifestyle Podcast And I'm host Jamal Bogle Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in This is episode 10 The Music Game talking with T. Coda this week. Uh, before we dive in, just to let you know for new listeners and reminder for those that 44 Lifestyle LLC, we believe it all starts with the concept. The 44 Lifestyle aims to help black people see these concepts come to fruition. Through the sharing of information, knowledge, and professional resources, we will support the communities for progress in building wealth, nutrition, and exercise, and educational services like tutoring and teaching development. The resources that we share are cross-generational to continue to build long-lasting health, health meaning mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, and wealth for the black community. So building long-lasting health and wealth for the black community. Yes, sir. That is what we do at 44 Lifestyle. Yep. A few more updates. Remind you that website launches on Forever 4 Day. That's August the 4th. Go ahead and check that out. To be honest, though, it's open right now. It's more of a landing page right now. So go ahead Hit that up. Subscribe to the 44 newsletter. Definitely, definitely more coming. It's going to keep building. Um, have some dope things coming up. Webinars, um, courses, man. It's, it's, it's all going to be coming together online. The, the online platform is growing. So grow with me. Uh, some tutoring services coming up. Dope. I'm excited about that. Virtual tutoring services coming in October. More on that. So definitely want to subscribe to the newsletter. Definitely want to stay up on the website. Definitely want to, if you haven't already followed us on Instagram at the 44 lifestyle on instagram the 44 and those are the numbers the 44 lifestyle um so yeah stay tuned definitely check that out like i said stay tuned subscribe to the newsletter on the 44 lifestyle.com that's the website the 44 lifestyle.com or check us out on instagram at the 44 lifestyle um yeah so diving into the episode continuing with music talk with my guy tkoda Philly in the house representing. I uh, just want to continue talking about man. Coda's been in the game. I had an opportunity to, to see uh, some of his beginning parts of uh, his album, Firstborn Third. Definitely fire albums out there on Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you go to get your music. Definitely want to get that. Download that. It's straight fire. I'm not capping on that just because my guy is definitely bars. So if you're a fan of music, you're a fan of lyrics, you're a fan of a uh, complete album, that makes sense. <laughs> definitely, definitely check out my guy, man. Um, but yeah, we just keep going and we chop it up about the quality of music and the process of making a complete album. Uh, so get ready to pick up some more game, some more gems from my guy Coda. Without further ado, let's get it. Listen up. All right, what's good, what's good, man? Uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the people, man. Let them know who you are. Yo, my name is um, T. Coda. Um, a Philadelphia artist, independent artist, man. Yes, sir. Um, at this for a minute. Um... 
It's good to be here with you today, man. What's good? For sure, for sure, man. Yeah, man, I just want to chop it up with you, talk some music. Um, it's a lot going on, man. I know personally, like, I feel like music definitely has a, a cultural responsibility, especially hip-hop. Uh, so just want to chop it up with you about that, man, and also, man, get into your album. And uh, definitely fire. So, yeah, talk to you about that. But uh, what, what, what you been listening to lately? Uh, really, I haven't been listening to anything. Um, I'm actually working on a new project. So I try not to consume a lot of um, music Lock while it. I'm writing because I don't want to um, sound like anybody. Right, right, um, right. As an artist, I mean, nothing's original. Um, and you kind of consume stuff and kind of regurgitate it mm-hmm. and it just comes back out. Yeah. But when, I, when I'm writing, I try to do as less as that as possible. Right. Um, so it can at least be original when it comes from me. Um, because no thought or idea is original. It all comes from something, inspiration from something. But um, I really haven't been listening to anything, man. Like, I just listened to the John Legend Project. Okay, okay. Um, as far as not hip-hop. Right, right, um, right, right. Understanding why I'm not listening to it. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to the John Legend Project, which is pretty dope. And I was listening to um, uh, PJ Morton. Okay, okay, okay. Both of them are dope artists, um, musicians in their own right. So I've been kind of listening to that, just Mm kind of still being inspired, but not kind of tainting my pen. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to get into that a little bit about, like, what music inspires you. Um, But, yeah, what what, what do you think uh, is the cultural responsibility for hip-hop? Like, I consider yourself, you know, a walking conscious rapper. You don't just be spit bars just to spit bars like it comes from somewhere you try to kick a message but um right does have a cultural responsibility um yes i believe it does um i don't believe that everybody um bears that responsibility mm-hmm. and that's okay um because everybody's free to be creatively free how they are mm-hmm. um but i feel as though you, it does have a weight of responsibility to it because what you're feeding the people yeah. Um, like it's hard to not say well it's on both sides let me say it that way um, I think the responsibility is on the listener and on the artist so as for the artist I don't want to give you nothing to a weak minded person that doesn't understand that some of this stuff is fluff right so I'm saying so it's like I gotta take that in consideration but it's also on a listener to understand, to know that some of this stuff is fluff, right. and um, you can't take everything for at face value. And you got to do your due diligence and, and do the knowledge on the artists that you're listening to. And some of them are just telling their backstory, like they're not really in it at this point. So I think it's I think it's on both sides because you're not going to a, a Quentin Tarantino movie or a Scarface movie coming out of that movie ready to kill somebody. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I can't hold, I can't hold Meek Mill responsible for the lyrics that he's telling you because he's only telling you what it, his, his perspective and what his story is mm-hmm. and hold him accountable for somebody else's actions. I think Meek still finds way. I, I, I definitely agree. Like it's it's up to both, um, but I think there's definitely a lane for it. Like there's a there's a place in hip hop for people for like real conscious for real like messages that like there's still a lane for that. Everything doesn't have to be trap. Everything doesn't have to be like flashy. But I think there there's 
I think it is up to artists and, and I guess um, the industry in general uh, for you, like going going like the independent route, like still getting your, your positivity out there. But I think there's definitely a, a lane for that. And I think all right, I think Meek Mill's done. He's doing a little bit better with, with getting. He's doing a whole lot better than what he was doing. He's yeah. doing a whole lot better than what he was doing. But I, it's, it's definitely a responsibility for the artists to put out good quality music and Thanks. not just to give you give you negative negativity. Right, because if right. you if you feed negativity, you are gonna get negativity. It's just it's it's a common law. Like right. you can't you can't avoid that. If you speak positive, speak positive, positive things gonna happen. If you put negative energy into the space into into the atmosphere, you are gonna get negative energy back. It is what it is. Um, but I can't hold every artist accountable, and yeah. I think um, what hip hop has lacked is diversity. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. And that's just mainstream. Right, right. There's a, there's a lot of artists out here that's giving you good good music or good positive music that's still good to listen to. Right. It ain't just being preachy. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think what happens is mainstream doesn't diversify. Mm-hmm. Whereas when, when I started listening to hip hop, there was a diverse message of music just going across the board. Definitely. Like you, you had the lots. You had Trap Called Quest. Yep. Yep. You had like you had Goody Mob. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you had um Outcast who wasn't even like you can't even put them in a positive, conscious hip hop artist because they talked about everything. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah, wasn't yeah. but they wasn't considered you would say the gangster rat. Right. Right. They you weren't really saying? in a box at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like you might get something from from um from Big Boy, and he might talk about holding his pistol. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But on the same record or the same album, he'd give you um, I'm sorry, Miss Miss Jackson. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So he, he wasn't in the box at all. But I think right now, as far as hip-hop, there's a sound, and it always goes through this phase. Yeah. There's a sound that mainstream wants you to listen to. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying as a, as a fan, because I'm a fan first. Mm-hmm. As a fan, I had to do my due diligence and find artists like a Sky Zoo who might mm-hmm. nobody know about, but Sky Zoo is dope. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know who Sky Zoo is, if you don't know who um um Saha the Prince is. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard him, yeah. You gotta you gotta figure out who these artists are. Yeah. Give these artists a listen. Like Sky Heart Sky um Saha the Prince album is called No Dope on Sunday. The whole album mm-hmm. is about selling drugs, mm-hmm. but he still knows how to execute it mm-hmm. to where it's a a, a, a lyric loving fan still gets fed lyricism. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying so it's like, yes, he's talking about Coke the whole album. <laughs> but he, he was strategic enough to do it with skill. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I can't believe that. No, he, he definitely. I've definitely heard his album. He did it in a way that it, you showed the art through it. Like he, he got some or like he has a whole setup for it. it. Wasn't just like trap music. All, the whole album's like he did it in a, a well written way. So yeah, he thought about it. Yes, like I can tell he right. thought about what he was writing. Like he did a um, he did a a collegiate metaphor when he say okay. something um. My something packed ten in the SEC. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he did all collegiate metaphors, like and it'll go by you. Like my, right. he said my something like my Mac Eleven. Something he was killing it. Right. But what what I'm saying is like he still showed the art and the skill of yeah. the 
of the artistry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though he was telling his story. Yeah. And I'm like, I can dig that. I right. can't be mad at you. And I got to no. be mature enough as a fan to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But even if I think that with, with an artist like that, like you can get the balance of like, okay, you got your trap music, but you also get messages through it. Like, I think that's important too for artists to put thought in, no matter what you're spitting, put some thought behind what you're saying. Like, don't just, right. just carelessly. Like, I think those times, I mean, it's a place for, for, for freestyle and that's fun. But like, when you produce an album, like, put some thought into that, John, man. Like, the fact that he named the album No Dope on Sunday lets you know that he. He has some type of moral standard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he's saying, "I'll, I'll, I'll track to you all week, mm-hmm. but Sunday I'm gonna set that aside, mm-hmm. and I'm letting you know that I get enough money that money that I can take a day off." Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can take a day off, and my day off that's the day we do the laundry. We, we watch clothes. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's dope to me. Yeah. You know what I'm and it's like it's it's that that makes an artist. An artist, mm-hmm. you say make a writer a writer, but I just think for me, I just know that my my words hold weight. So I don't mm-hmm. think about Biggie, right? Mm-hmm. Or think about Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z got reasonable doubt. Jay Z, he's now four four four. Jay Z, right? Facts, yeah. But Biggie never got the chance, right, to evolve like that. Yeah, to evolve like that. So mm-hmm. now you're just left with ready to die and life after yeah. death. Yeah. That's all you have. Of his thought process. Right. You gotta know that Biggie was 21. Right. Man. Yeah. Like when he might have looked grown, but Biggie was Biggie would die at 25. Right. Yeah. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a young boy. He, he never fully matured. No. If you listen to any of the music that I did at 19, <laughs> it ain't <laughs> right. right. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't he never got his maturation process. So gotcha. I just now now I just think that we have to take that in consideration because we're not promised to day or tomorrow. True. So you got to understand that somebody's going to pick this up 20, 30 years from now and be like, whatever mind state they in, I'm taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a, as a writer. Yeah. Like, I'm, as a writer, I'm taking that, that thought process, every thought process that you could possibly be in into consideration when I'm writing. Do you, you might, go ahead? Yeah, I was gonna say like, do you? Because it, it seems like as a young artist, like you, you, you try and get your money. Like you, you, you may not be thinking a lot. Of, like you, you got fire bars. You may know that, uh, but you're not really thinking too much. Twenty, thirty years down the line, like you're trying to get this money now for five years, maybe. But I guess my question to you was like, do you, as an artist, do you feel like some of the old head artists mentoring the young boys and like trying to get them going? Like, is there a responsibility with that? Absolutely, and I think it's the responsibility of the of the old artists to understand the maturation process. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it is always being like they trash. That's not hip hop. But yeah. you got to understand that to you, somebody right. did the same thing. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Music and was like that's not hip hop. Right. You don't think that people that listen to Grandmaster Flash looked at Jay-Z and was like, that's not real hip-hop. Right, they was like, that's trash. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's the responsibility, it's the, it's the responsibility of the, the older generation to look at them with some type of, um, not, I don't want to say remorse, I want to say empathy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be mm-hmm. pathetic to their situations and 
understand why they speaking the music that they speaking. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, we come from a place of oppression, so we don't know anything else. Yeah. So, like you said, I'm just trying to dial and get out of, out of my circumstances. Facts. And then once I'm out of my circumstances, that changes my viewpoint on some things, mm-hmm. and I start seeing things different. So mm-hmm. it changes what I talk about. Right. But if I'm if I'm waking up the gunshots every morning, right, and drug dealing, and ain't uh, my mom might not be around, my parents might not be around, right? We got systematic oppression that if, if affects us on a daily. What am right. I going to talk about? Right. Like you, you had the pleasure to have parents that cared about what we took in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they made sure that we was fed spiritually, educationally, physically to to have a different thought process. And right. still I'm talking about selling coke. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I had to mature into the person I am today. And I don't think a lot of people take that into consideration. I feel you. That's facts. Who, who do you think um, uh, any artists or people that kind of motivated you as an artist or like old heads that kind of took you took you under when you were you know, younger? Well, all right, so yeah. as far as like personally, um, the people that I looked up to in my neighborhood, um, it was, his name is um, Shorty Long. They were short. They called him Big for Rig. And they called my man Reem, um, them, them two. As far as like, they were like, and they wait there music on 99 and everything okay. um, they went by 55th amendment so in like one of the bars i'm making reference to the 55th amendment when i say that i'm not talking about the actual amendment mm-hmm. i'm talking about them gotcha um, mm-hmm. they were like heavy then my cousin um darren when i was growing up he always rhymed he was even he was the first person i ever see rapping in church um and he always just did him so he was the first person that I seen do gospel hip hop. Okay. Um, and he let me know that I could be comfortable in my own skin because right. I've always right. been a church boy. Mm-hmm. But I also lived on 55th and Wallusa. So it was <laughs> right. like you trying to get you get both sides. Like you can't escape either one. Right. So he he showed me that I could be comfortable being me. But they showed me like you know the street side being an artist being able to mm-hmm. battle rap mm-hmm. going yeah. any other than giving out work like man I just seen Reem go at it with Petey like yeah. and, and and still not get the notoriety that he deserved mm-hmm. but get the head nod from Petey like yeah you do yeah 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 and so it was like yeah. streets love growing it. up it was them but then um, industry wise like my favorite artists are Jay-Z Nas mm-hmm. and Black Dog yeah Black Thought, I always, yeah. I always hold Black Thought as my number one because I gotta rep my city. Absolutely, I don't care what say. absolutely. And he's he's evolved but never changed. It's yeah. the biggest moron that I've ever seen. Yeah, as an artist. Yeah, but he's never changed what he stood for. Right, but he's right. Evolved as an artist. Right, and right. What Jay Z became on four four four. He was That's a different centerpiece. His core was a little bit different. He's matured in that way too. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the core of who Black Thought was That's been the same. He's it's always been the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um and then uh, a lot of people don't want bars with Paul. He's just crazy. Um <laughs> but for real. Right. So the, like the Commons, the Talib Kweli's, yeah. yeah. and then I got a heavy Philadelphia influence. So the Beanie Seagulls, the yeah. Beanie Cracks, yeah. the, 
that whole era of hip hop influenced yeah. me as an artist. Um, the first album or the first song I memorized was um, the scenario by Tribe Called Quest. Okay, that was the yeah, first yeah, yeah. thing I by heart. Okay, um, so those were that's where the music I was listening to. So it was like when you listen to me, you can hear the street side mm-hmm. in the delivery and the mm-hmm. way that I put stuff together. Mm-hmm. But then, then the, the the message comes through mm-hmm. with the the conscious that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it still sounds hard and it yeah. has that edge. Yeah. But the message is all through it. Like I made sure that I, I laced it with the message. And that's the Jay-Z of it because it's right. like there's so many double and triple contours yes. in it yeah. that you got to dig to get it. You, you got to listen to it a couple times. You, oh, oh, you missed it for the first time. Oh, okay, okay. You dropping knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's cool if you stay surface because if you listen to the first, the beginning of the album and the end of the album, I explained the album. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I yep. tell you mm-hmm. at the end to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I'm just spitting at you. Right. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. But by the time you get to the end, I'm telling you it's, it's it's in every line. It's in every metaphor. It's every yeah. punchline. You yeah. got to dig a little deeper. Don't just stay surface. Yeah. You stay surface, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. Let's jump into that. Talking about the album, though. Yeah, man. I, 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 the, the intro definitely set it up. But like in the bars, like you set it up. The, you paint. You painted the picture for the album. But like you came in heavy with the bars and the intro. I like that. When when, when the intro come in heavy on the bars, I'm like, okay, I'm about to listen to this whole journal right now. Yeah, I, I, that's like that's where I was at. Like it's crazy. I was thinking about it. You and Don was there for my maturation process as, a, as an artist. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I got to listen to the early Coda, like right, 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 the, the 420 and that um, the Native Tongue project. Yeah, like, y'all got to hear those projects. Yeah, and be mature, and me kind of take whatever I was trying to do on 420, which to me was more commercial. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. which Native Tongue was extremely underground. Yes, like that yeah. Was, straightforward MCs. Yes. I kind of did. I kind of was able to take both of them and mash them together. Yeah. And find my sound. There you go. So yep. Yep. I tell you from the rate, from the from the drive, it ain't no love lost when these lyrics start to let off. <laughs> and me award when they're doing nothing but a spinoff. I'm Maybe. in a different world like Denise and Jaleesa. Like you to park as I was chilling with Moesha. Like I started off from the rip. Right. Fire. <laughs> from the gun bus. Fire. Right at you. Bang. I'm coming out the gate. <laughs> I'm coming out the gate. But that's a that's like what and I'll pick like I said, I'm a I'm a I'm a, a fan, so I'll pick it. Mm-hmm. So like Meek Mill hits you straight from the gun bus with the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I gotta I gotta get you early, because if I yeah. get you early, you're gonna listen to the whole album. Yeah. Yep. Like, you're gonna sit through it. If I if I don't want you skip it. Nope. I don't want you to no skips. No skips. Like I'm done. Right, 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 right. So, so I'm getting you from the beginning. I, I gotta get you. I gotta punch you in the face from the beginning. But if you, but if you are, if you're a fan, you see the subtle nods, the hip hop that I do, the eyes, the hip hop mm-hmm. that I do. Mm-hmm. So you know that, mm-hmm. like, I did, I did a call to, to Jay Z from Volume Three. Mm-hmm. When I say, if you like me, you read the credits. Mm-hmm. Roll, roll mm-hmm. your windows down. Mm-hmm. So if you really listen to hip hop, you know. Yep. Oh, that's dope. He talking yeah. about Jay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And then for me to use the the same beat for the intro, same beat for the outro. That's also a nod to Jay. Yep. 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 So it was like I peeped that. Yep. 
so but you but you love you love the art of it yes yes like you're a fan of the music yes so even if you don't get that it's still dope but you was a fan of the music like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. like, like oh, I, was, I love it yeah i was i was when i first yeah definitely when i first played it when you dropped it i was like okay okay i, I definitely saw the blend of the two um and i was just like okay yeah it's fire Inspire. Um, talk about that process too, like um, some challenges, lessons learned, um, stuff like that. Because I think it's a lot of the young boys get into the game like, oh, I got fire bars. All I got to do is you know, get them down, get in the studio, and that's it. And do some PR on social media, you know, rapping with my homies. Like, there's so much more into that. Like you said, you had to find, you had to lock in and find your style, your your sound. Um, right. Process of it, like, man, taking that feedback as an artist and then delivering something hard with it, not just quitting or saying, like, nah, I'm gonna do me. But yeah, just talk about that entire process. I think, that, I think taking feedback is one of the biggest things that an artist can do that'll help them grow. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and all feedback ain't good, but you gotta, mm-hmm. but you gotta learn how to take criticism yeah. and then kind of like know how to place the criticism, I should say. Yeah. Okay. But it was hard for me at first because it's like I want I wanted it to sound a certain way, mm-hmm. and then I thought what a producer was like, yo, you too metaphorical, you too mm-hmm. deep, okay. and I'm like, well, I'm doing that on purpose. He's like, well, <laughs> me as a fan, I don't want to think that hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like you, you don't, but I gotta think too hard for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to listen no more. Yeah. So it's like I gotta take that listener into consideration. Yeah. As well as the person that wants the deep metaphorical bar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how do I capture both? Yeah. You, know you don't want to yeah. leave nothing on the table. Right. And then I also have to be um confident in myself to say, I may never get that thing. And that's mm-hmm. cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is my lane. I'm gonna stay mm-hmm. in my lane. You may never listen to my music. And that's but I'm gonna okay. perfect my lane, my sound. Yeah. I'm gonna perfect my sound and I'm gonna be good at what I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he may never listen to me, but what it did teach me is I can, I can personally get in any lane that you want me to. Facts. So if you want me to rap fast mm-hmm. or have a like a newer sound, mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. It's not I I can give you whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I'm able to I'm water, which right. Bruce Lee said. Yeah, I'm yeah, water. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm I can I can fit into any cylinder. Been. I can be strong. I can be pleasant. Like I'm, I'm water. I can, I can manipulate myself to be in any, wherever you want me to. Absolutely. But that's the, that's the, that's the uh, artist. Like that's how you become good. And yeah. take that criticism and be like, yeah. all right. Somebody like I, we, me and my man just did a joint that the beat I would probably never do, but mm-hmm. we did it and the joint is fire. Got it. And like I gotta send it to you. The joint is crazy. Yeah, you send that joint. I would have never, like, I picked the beat, but he made me pick the beat out of my, out of my comfort zone. Right. Sometimes you gotta be willing to get pushed like that, though. You know what I'm saying? And some yeah. people not. Like, some yeah. people stay in that comfort zone, in their lane, and be cool. But sometimes like, you don't know what's gonna come out of it. You might so get I, some fire out of it, man. Like, man. best thing as an artist is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Facts. Message. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it will be uncomfortable and being, because you, what you got, like Erica Badu said, I'm an artist. So it was like, when I put stuff out there, you're critiquing me from the rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're critiquing me from the rip. Like that, it's all about critique. Right. Because you're telling me if you're liking me or not. Right, 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 right. 
know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had to be comfortable with being that transparent with people. And once you do that, then you're cool. As long yeah. as you like it, they're going to love it. Right, right, right. Yeah, talk, talking about your versatility, I, I, I definitely seen like, like I think for bars, I mean, it's definitely fire all throughout the album. Like, that's no cap. That's, that's for us. Definitely, uh, and definitely bars. But I think like Heavy was the intro. Uh, Third Child went heavy on bars. And you gave a little spice at the end on the outro. I think also, too, you mixed in like telling your personal story with Third Child, with Zion's interlude, with Casimir Thoughts. Even back in the day, you were telling a bit of your story in that, that was uh, the spitting game, like now it's uh, Price of Fame, Urban Skyline, Mustard Seed. Like that was just like okay, like he's spitting some knowledge right here. Like you got to you got to play them a couple times. I felt the versatility and wonder why and Shameless. Like it was a different sound, but like it was still unique. So I, I felt all of that, man. It was definitely dope. And like you said, it was just that being able to have like that, being able to be flexible, be like water. I think you definitely showed that on, on this album for sure. Well, the, the album in itself is me. Yeah. So first born, the, the whole concept of first born third is is a, is a double entendre, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is my first album that's a legit album, no no um, cover tracks, nothing like that, nothing mm-hmm. like any other beats or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the third album as T. Coder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the first album, but it's the third one. But right. I'm the first third born child. Like I'm the third child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. because I'm the third child, I'm the only one that came out third. So I was the first born third. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. And then it's a call to one of my favorite artists, which is Bilal, mm-hmm. who had the album first born second. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so it was like I'm letting I'm letting you know what I listen to. Like that's the type of mm-hmm. artist I am. Like I'm letting you into who I am personal. Yep. Yep. Um. So I do kind of like take you through a journey of me. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. I talk about, so like you said, on Shameless and Wonder Why, I'm just telling you about experience that I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Fame, I'm trying to feed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to teach you something. Yeah, you know Definitely. Like, Because it's like, you can gain the whole world, but you can lose who you are. I felt like I did an okay job of getting people to know who Tico is. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Like yeah, they did. They did listen to it, and they really yeah, digested. It. It's like okay, taking on a whole journey, uh, and I thought that was dope. I mean, I know all of them are fire, but uh, do you have like a favorite track or favorite tracks from this album? Yes, the intro was probably my favorite. Fire. For just because I just was spitting. Yeah, <laughs> I just was spitting, and that's what I love. Like, give me bars. Like, yeah. give me bars all day, and I think. I was able to execute the whole album in one song. So if you didn't listen to the whole project at all, and you only got one track to listen to, I'm going to give you the intro that's because fair. that's some. I give you everything. I, I feed you knowledge yourself. Yep. I show you that I'm dope lyrically. Yep. Like, yep. I, I show you everything in that one song. Yeah. And I was able to encompass the whole project in one track. And I didn't do that until the album was done. Okay, like, so you did the I intro was, last? Was, yeah, I did the intro last. Oh, that's the, okay, okay, okay. I did the intro last. The intro and the outro was the last thing I did. Okay, that's tough. And, uh, okay. And the outro was actually the last thing I did. Because I, I did the intro, and this is what I talk about critique. I did a um, I did a listening party with people and let them just, and this was before I did the listening party where I, I was finished, 
and mm-hmm. I just let people listen to the album. Mm-hmm. We did a like how Motown did. We did a critique I listen to party. Okay. So I took like three people that I knew that I trusted. Right. And I did the way that I set up the album. And I we listened to it all the way through and they reconfigured it. Okay. Like they reordered the album mm-hmm. and they told me what they liked and they didn't like. And um I actually had Back in the day is my last song. Okay. okay. And it was like, you need something to close out the album. Yeah. And I think you should close out the album the way you started because mm-hmm. of how strong the intro is. Yeah. He was like, you should leave them on the same note that they came in on. Yeah, facts. He was like, you could put back in the day on there, but I had already released it. So it was almost mm-hmm. like a hit track. It was like a bonus. Yeah, track. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I took like, it as. Yeah. So I had already released that song. It was already a single. Yeah. So to put it at the very end as like a bonus track, it's like, oh, he put that joint on here. All this stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the outro really closes. So I wrote those two. I wrote that whole thing at the end. Got um, it. And I was able to just like I just was missing something because the intro was first one third. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Which, which was strong. Yep. Most definitely. But, but it wasn't the intro. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. But yeah, man, like I, I the intro is my favorite track. The intro and um, I just like my son being him do that back and forth. That just yeah, that just does something to me all the time. Yeah, I mean, I know Zion, I, I, and as a father, like I just smile. Like yeah, that's that's hard right there. That's dope. That's dope. That was definitely a good sound with that one. And now he's like, man, he's making beats now. Like he's on. <laughs> He's on Garage Band. You're already playing the drums. How old is he? He's six. Ooh. So he's playing the drums. Now he's learning how to play the piano. And he's all self-taught. Um, I've been trying to get him in um getting back into music school, but okay. COVID and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um I was gonna hook him up with Spanky. I've been talking DM and Spanky back and forth trying to get okay. him. Uh, where I can really get him professionally trained with drums. Mm-hmm. But as far as the basics, he got it. Gotcha. So it was like, when I listen to my mom talk about me and me playing the drums, it sounds identical design, like literally. Did you get started that young? Say it again. Did you get started that young? Yes. The mm-hmm. same exact way. Mm-hmm. Like the same way that Zion is, it's the same exact way I was. Like mm-hmm. he's like picking up anything, beating on everything. Yeah. Like the same exact way. So that to me, so the intro, it would go, it would go to intro, um, Science Interlude and Cashmere Thoughts. I okay. think those, those are the most personal songs to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they're personal. Mm-hmm. Like me talking about my wife. Yeah. Me having that moment with my son. Mm-hmm. Just me just as raw as possible, just. No hook, no setup, right? No trying to make you like me, none of that. Like, yeah. I'm just spit. Yeah, you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Yeah. So those were my vulnerable moments on the album where I just did me. Right. I felt yeah, those are some of the dope. Yeah, those are, those are some of the ones that you gonna look back on like yeah, like you can play Casman thoughts. You know, you 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 and Bay out there tripping, chilling. You know, for you all of that man, just man, just read doing your miles and all that man. That's dope. And then with Zion's interview, that's just. Man, that's, that was just, yeah, as a father, I definitely smiled on that one. I was like, yeah, that's fire. And that's, I got I got that from a lot of dads. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of dads called me like, yo, 
that joint right there is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. why did you finish it? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just for the moment. Like that, like literally, that's something that we do all the time. So, right? That's just a quick. That's just what we do. So when yeah. we like, if it I'm out like performing that. and Zion with me. He get on stage, yeah, and we're doing that. That's what we do. Yeah, go to be the pops, bang and be the sun. That's yep. what we do. So it's like, I'm like, I gotta put this on the album. Yeah, I got to. Yeah. Like, it's so fire. Like every right. time I do it, it shut the crowd down because they don't expect. <laughs> he was doing that joint at three. Like, he would get on stage at three, and I was a little bit. But yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So he's rocking the mic at three years old. At three years old, yo, I got, I got video. He'd get man. right on that joint, no problem. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Grown men be looking at him like, yo, how you do that? Like, <laughs> he my yo, he my writing partner. So okay. Like, I, a lot of my writing is done in the car. From okay. Work, mm-hmm. Home to work, from work to home. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, that's that's my sanctuary. Yeah. I'm, really got, I'm, I'm a family man, so I don't really got a lot of time. Yeah. To go out of way or be in the studio for hours. Right. So a lot of my time writing is in the car. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that time is spent with Zion. So I'm picking him up from school mm-hmm. or taking him to school. So mm-hmm. he gets this intimate time. Yeah. So like he don't like even like now, like I made him going in the car and go right. Mm-hmm. Jump in. That's dope. Like he he want to be a part of it. That's dope. So like that he's he's been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's at every writing session. Like he's at every one. Man, that's fire. As an artist, as a person, as a father, man, yeah, that that whole yeah, that's 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 dope, man, for sure. Man, I appreciate you, man, chopping it up with me. I what appreciate you, you having me, man. What you what you got on the horizon? You said you got you got some stuff going on. What's, what's on the horizon? Let them know. Yeah, I got a um literally we should be dropping the obsidian project um ASAP. Like I'm about to go finish that right now, today. So I go to the phone with you. Um, I'm gonna finish the Obsidian project. That's me and my man Charlie K. We actually yeah. doing two different projects. We doing the Obsidian project, and then we doing the Step Brothers project. Okay. Um, which should be dope. Um, there'll be the the sophomore and junior albums actually dropping on DMG. So I'm okay. very proud of that. Dope. Um, and then we'll be working on. Let me know who DMG is. Um, Defibrillator Music Group. That's my um. My label, yes, my sir. whatever you want to call it, my music group, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, first born third was the first project officially dropping on DMG. But right. these next two projects is gonna drop on DMG. So we're doing two EPs. Okay. Um the Obsidian project just dealing with everything currently that's going on with mm-hmm. us systematically as yep. black people. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the, the main focus of that album. Dope. Um there's a three song, three song EP. Okay. Um we doing that. And then the stepbrother project is me and him kind of evolved together. So mm-hmm. we got a project that really ain't nobody but our personal group of people heard, which mm-hmm. is called the New Life Project. Okay. Um, so this is our sophomore sophomore project together, um, and we call it the stepbrothers. So we doing that. That's the track I'm gonna send you. Okay. Um, bet bet. I'm gonna send you those joints. One of them unfinished, so you can't. That's for nah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. I, I'm going to send you two drones off of that project, man. Um, I'm very happy with that, John. Right. And then it's, it's um, I'm working on my sophomore, John. Um, my second pilgrim. Okay. The title okay. Of my second album. Um, you already see the double line Tondra in it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, yeah, so we already working on my second pilgrim. 
Um, my man Brizzo, he's been sitting on this one for a minute. I'm only using church samples. Okay. Um, because it's just something different. We just try and cultivate a sound. Fact. So I'm uh-huh. strategically like, yo, you got to find old choir samples, bro. <laughs> and just something different. Right. So, Can't wait. So, yeah. So that's, that's the next thing. So we have Marvin, man. But I'm just trying to stay consistent, trying to stay working. I just shot a video for Price of Fame. Dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait for y'all to see that. Um, I did a job for, I did like a, a first bar uh, or the first verse of um, back in the day with okay. Zion. Okay. So I think you ought to see that. Um, so we, we working, man. We got a lot going on right now. That's what's up, man. Stay busy, man. That's what's yeah, up. Stay busy, yeah. yeah, man. Shout out to Kaz, man. My wife, she um she just started a business. She did Dainty Tees. So okay. Working too. Yeah, um, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she working, man. She um getting that joint off the ground. She's supposed to be dropping that sometime this month. But not right. this month, sometime in August. So we work and staying consistent, man. You know, still teaching our kids. Yeah. Build that um, family wealth. Build that generational yeah. wealth, bro. I'm with you. Yeah. That's the move. Other than that, we good, man. Like, I appreciate y'all. I love your platform, man. Keep doing appreciate what you're it. doing. Appreciate you it. Mean, forever forward. I love it. Anytime y'all need me, anything y'all need, let me know. Appreciate um, it. The culture is definitely there for you. Appreciate so, it. I, I, I love it, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Man, much love, man. That concludes my conversation with T. Coda. Make sure you go check him out on Instagram at T Coda Music. That's T like Terrence, T Coda Music on Instagram. Also, check out his album, Firstborn Third. Hope that you picked up some of the gems that was dropped. And uh, as always, until next time, stay black, stay blessed, forever forward. Love you. Peace. <laughs>